Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Thanks for joining us once again. Today we'll be addressing the situation of the heat and in Sydney we've had a few heat waves over the last couple of day, um, couple of weeks. Actually the other day it got to like, it felt like 50 degrees outside and that wasn't even out west, we we're close to the coast. So hot, hot for us, hot for our dogs and I think it's obviously for people in the southern hemisphere it's hot now and people that are in the northern hemisphere you can check this out a little bit later in the year because now you're dealing with the cold and the, and the dogs but I think it's really important that we address a few key things here in my experience with my own personal dogs and with every other dog that I've seen working in kennels and shelters as well. Um, there's, there's many different things that we need to take in consideration. And number one is really, really important. And that's all about, well, how do dogs release heat naturally for themselves? So us humans, we sweat, our pores open up. And then obviously we perspire, the any breeze that comes when we're sweating cools us down so we feel heat differently release heat throughout our whole body hence why we need to wear clothes to keep that heat in and that we haven't been acclimatized to to real natural weather because we're always in a perpetual 25 degrees if you're if you work inside anyway so with dogs however they release heat and this is all from my own understanding and uh, and I'm I'm always open as always to be educated and um further but dogs release heat primarily from their lungs so when they're panting <laughs> they're pumping all that hot air out of their body through their mouth so then they can um regulate their their temperature dogs also release heat from their ears and their paws are the only place where they sweat to my understanding anyway and um and that's why when you see a dog that's hot or stressed out you may see some paw prints on the tiles because that's the only place where they're, they're sweating and that's how they can keep themselves cool as well. So I think it's important here that we make sure that we acknowledge that. If you see that your dog's hot from excessive panting and things like that, then be aware of that. Um, second point I've got here is keeping your yard cool. So if your dogs are outside, then you want heaps of cool spots. So at my place, we've got a kennel that is up off the ground it was made by my neighbor he had a freeze dogs he moved so he gave it to me and it was awesome nice strong some um, strong hardwoods so it's going to last forever there's a little ramp so the dogs run up onto there and spades generally hangs out in there the idea is that you want to keep them off the ground so then it's cooler when it's hot and off the ground in the winter because it's generally where it's warmer and inside there, there's a couple of trampoline beds. Trampoline beds are good because it keeps a dog off the ground. Again, for the same exact reason, good airflow and things like that. Where cushiony beds, dogs are hot. They're not going to want to lay on that. Soon they haven't got anywhere comfortable to sleep or to lay during the day. Also, my house, especially when we're looking after lots of dogs and it did get hot, I want to make sure everyone's all comfortable. So I had an industrial fan that I put outside and I had the one that was on the floor because it was pushing a lot of the air around. So air that's moving keeps it cool as well and make sure you get the industrial ones there's no point putting a household one inside and the way there than outside rather and it just gets weathered doesn't last as long but you want something strong and powerful another thing that we've got on my list is keeping and i do this always with spades so i've got one of those shells so um those kid clams they're um, like a plastic little tub where it's big enough for a big dog to even lay in 
and no, it's typically made for, for children to go in there for a sand pit or for, um, for water. So I fill that up for two reasons. Obviously, number one, we want the dogs to go in there and play with their, keeps their paws cool, keeps their underbelly cool as well, and that gives them a chance to to mess around, especially dogs that love to play in the water. But also dogs, when it gets hot, they want to dig in their water bowl, and digging in the water bowl means that all the water goes out, and if you're not home to fill that back up, then your dog's going to go dehydrated, and that's um, that can be proving that can prove to be fatal to them, especially on a really hot day. So that shell there means that there's always water in there. No matter how much the dog digs, the water's not coming out of it. They can't really drag it around. It gets too heavy. They could probably destroy it and, and crack it open, but that's probably not going to happen. So that could be a way of always maintaining water for hydration inside of your yard. Cool enrichment is another one as well. So what I mean by that is, well, enrichment is about giving dogs toys or items that they can fulfill themselves and it, and it passes their time a lot longer. So filling a, like typically filling a Kong up, like um, a Kong, if you don't know what that is, look that up, K-O-N-G. And you can put like peanut butter in there or some other meat, you can freeze it and give it to them. That way, if they know how to use the Kong, and this is only for dogs that know how to use it. And what I mean by that is that if you make it too hard, the dog's not going to want to go in there and get it out because he finds no success. But if a dog knows how to operate a Kong, then freezing some peanut butter, a bit of mince meat or something else, can be cooling for them, gives them something to do. But really what you want is, and that could work really well, is getting like those takeaway containers, a plastic one, filling it up with water, even some chicken stock or whatever, and putting food inside there. Kibble, bit of meat, um, a chicken neck, depending on your dog, depending on what your dog's diet is, put some of the food in there. So that way there it's going to take some time. Like you would crack it open, so you pop it off, so then the ice block's on its own on the ground and look how long is it going to last, 20 minutes, half an hour, but it's an opportunity for your dog to get an ice block and cool himself down from the inside. And then they can have real fun with that. Sometimes even freezing bones. Like I sometimes give my, I always give my dogs brisket bones, chicken neck, chicken carcasses or turkey necks. Those are for big dogs. And little nookie shown, he gets a, um, a chicken wing. Big dog, small dog, a little bit different on the bones that they get. But spades will get sometimes his turkey neck frozen and he just, it takes him longer to go through and, and it's going to naturally keep him cool. So these are other things to think about on those really hot days. For older dogs, we're going to look out for them. So if you have the opportunity to put your your hot dog inside the aircon for the day, that could be really cool. Section off with an exercise pen or if they stay in their crate. Spades doesn't need either of them. He can just stay inside. I keep the aircon on. So yesterday I did need him for work, but I only need him for about half an hour. And it was a two-hour session, and I did the session from my place. So I had the aircon on specifically just for him, kept his body temperature cool. When I brought him out in the heat, we did our thing. We put him back inside. So if he can do that, that can be really handy. If I take spades to work with me on these hot days, um, I do keep the air air conditioning on inside the car. Everything up, and I have my spare key. I lock the car so the aircon's running. He's cold in there. He's not hot. Um, You do have to regularly check, make sure you got a full tank of petrol and things like that. No walks for dogs when it's hot. So if it's during the day between like 9 or 10 to around about 5 or 6, like he's like right now, what the time here? It's 3.15. I'm not walking my dogs right now. They're going to be going for a walk when the sun goes down. One of the ways to test is common sense. If it's hot, then just don't go for the walk. Um, And depending on your dog, what age, what breed, things like that, if you have a French bulldog, I would walk that dog at 10 o'clock at night where it's well and truly cool because – because of the of the way you know they're they're um oh, I'm going to say it correctly now brachophiliac that is not correct 
Oh, someone wrote, wrote to me and told me how to say that right. But they're a bracky dog. They've got a very short snout, boxers, Frenchies, bulldogs. They're, um, they're so squashed up that they're not going to get enough of their, their small palate, their soft palate rather inside of their, their mouth is too small, not letting enough heat out of their body so they can overheat. So you don't walk those type of dogs. If you've got a really old dog or with, with spades, for example, spades not really old, but he's 10 years old, so he's getting on. I'm more limited of when he gets out for a walk. If you put your hand up on the ground and if you can't keep your hand there for more than three seconds, three to five seconds, then it's too hot, then you can't expect your dogs to walk on it. So that's another important thing as well. And you'd think that wetting your dog before going for a walk can be a good thing, but wetting your dog in direct sunlight is acts like a scuba suit. And what happens is that water from the direct sun warms up their coat. So then they actually stay hotter. So don't wet your dogs before the walk. Maybe wet him after the walk as you can stay in the cool spot under the tree where there's a bit of a breeze. That That's ideal. Or even yesterday, I took spades for a swim out in the bay. But I did that when he, it was after his walk. We went there. I cooled him off, came home, hosed him off. It was around sunset. So he stayed cooled for longer. And then he came in after dinner into the aircon. So I keep him cool. Keep your dogs groomed. Admittingly, Nookie at the moment, my Maltese Pomeranian, her hair is getting too long. And if she gets too matted, it's uncomfortable. Obviously, a lot more hair. She gets hotter. As soon as we groom her in the next three days, she's going to feel a lot better. You can actually see a noticeable change. So keep your dogs groomed if they need grooming. And in Australia in particular, and I'm sure everywhere around the world, when it gets hot out of nowhere, especially in my area, the sand flies, boom, they just appear out of nowhere. The problem with our sand flies is that they can eat the dog's ears or they go towards Spades' um, ears and they – and they bite at them and they and they hurt when they bite you. They're just ordinary looking flies, but they can, especially German shepherds get this the worst, that their ears get um, fly bitten. And um, obviously we don't want that to happen. So in these hot temperatures, making sure that you've got fly traps. So fly traps are a contraption where the fly can go in, the fly doesn't know how to go back out. And you got like a solution, there. it's like a, normally like a bone, blood and bone mix with whatever. So it, um, it's all natural. Dogs, um, the flies go in there, can't come out. Those things get gross. One thing that I learned recently is if you do have a fly trap, getting a, a freezer bag, putting the freezer bag in it, put the solution. So then when the flies go in, then they fill up, it gets gross. It stinks badly. So, um, and I have before emptied them into a bag and blah, blah, blah. Well, now you can just zip up the bag on, on bin night, like the, before the bin comes, chuck it in there because it's gross. And then you can just fill it up again. Fly traps are good. You want to keep them about 1.5 meters off the ground, so away from dogs where they can get it because I've had a dog once knock one over and get into it, and it was bad. I had to wash that dog four or five times just to get the smell off him, but the dog wasn't complaining either. So um, that, and also you can get different sp- sprays. Um, one's called like Repel-X and Repel-A-Cream. Um, we've got a different one, um, Mugu, I think it's for babies, and it is safe for dogs too, just so it's a little bit less chemically. Um, I put that on on spades because he's a black dog; he tracks the flies. So, um, so I do put that on his ears, and it does work. But it because it's like a, a natural product, doesn't last as long, couple of hours, and it's done. So, just want to make sure that we're not keeping him hot, annoyed, and getting bitten by flies. Also, mosquitoes are out as well in the summertime. So, making sure that your heartworm injections are up, or you're giving him heartworm um, medication, or the the preventative because what happens is heartworm, it gets delivered by mosquitoes. So um, there's a few tips, hot tips for you guys, literally. Um, you know, stay cool in this in this random heat because in Sydney at the moment, it's gotten really cold. I, I went out on Saturday night for, um, for dinner. I was wearing a jumper. 
two days later, I'm sweating my ass off. My T-shirt was drenched in my first session. So we're getting a fluctuation of, of um, temperatures here. So we want to make sure that we're trying to regulate ourselves. We don't want to get sick and ruin our immune system. But also for our dogs, most in particular, look out for them. Don't be silly. But also don't make this an excuse that you don't walk your dog. Oh, it's summer. I don't walk them. Yeah, in winter, we don't walk and it gets too dark. Like there's always an excuse. Get your dogs out just a little bit later. Do those other things you need to do before you normally walk. And for your more younger dogs, they're not at, at risk as much, but they still are, especially larger breeds. The larger the dog, the more at risk they are. And um, so just be aware of that. If there's any other extra things that you reckon I should get out there, um, hit. I'll put this this video up of the podcast on our Facebook and Instagram, Life With Your Dog Podcast. Check that out. And you can write a comment on the, on the video if there's anything else you want to add to it. And um, until then, stay cool. And I don't know if this is going to be released, so I'm probably not going to speak to you guys until after Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you all. Um, spend good time with your family. Don't give your dogs chocolate. Don't give your dogs any um, any ham. Ham's bad for dogs. And also just don't spoil them r- ridiculously just because it's Christmas. Treat them they dogs are um, creatures of pattern. Stick with your patterns. But enjoy yourselves. Spend time with your family. Lots of love to you all. I appreciate you, everyone. So um, lots of love from me. And we'll speak next time. Thank you so much. See ya. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches.com.au. Thank you and stay tuned for next time.